Welcome to the Swamp 24-7 Podcast. This is Luke Stampini. We're going to open up with a little Florida Gators football recruiting. Gators had a little bit of a wild back and forth two weeks on the recruiting trail with commitments and decommitments. We're going to recap some of those right now, starting first with Lakeland two-way athlete Finley Graham. Graham picked the Gators over Miami. Uh, those are kind of the two schools that he had mentioned uh, were at the top of his recruitment, but Miami was just never able to get him on campus, and Florida was able to get him on campus multiple times, and it always felt like he was leaning towards Florida. Now, Graham is a prospect that plays a lot of cornerback for Lakeland, but also is very electric uh, as a return man, and he can potentially play some slot receiver as well. So he he's a versatile player that you can fit in numerous different places uh, on the football field. Being from Lakeland High School, obviously the Florida Gators are still going to continue chasing five-star running back Demarcus Bowman, who's at that high school, currently committed to Clemson. Florida's going to keep trying and, and, and see if they can flip him from the Tigers. Also at Lakeland High School is four-star wide receiver Arian Smith. Smith's uh, a two-sport athlete, plans to run track and play football at the college of his choice. Very high on the Florida Gators early on in the process because of their success on the track and on the football field. Florida State's also in the mix. Looks like Alabama's starting to make a little bit of a run. Tennessee as well. And getting guys at that high school that are committed and they can be in the ear of their teammates throughout the rest of this recruiting process and, and kind of tell them, like, keep giving uh, Florida a look, uh, certainly is a, is a positive for the Gators beyond what Finley Graham can bring to the football field uh, with his own talents as well. Two days later, Florida pulled off a little bit of a shocker when they landed top 100 defensive end Antoine Powell. Now, Powell was a tight recruitment. Virginia Tech was very confident that they were going to be able to get him. Florida was confident that they were going to be able to get him. And he didn't plan to commit until July 4th. That was the date that he said. And then all of a sudden, uh, June 26th hit, morning, uh, and rumbling started coming out that a commitment could be coming for him that day. Once that news broke, Virginia Tech kind of conceded him to the Gators, that the pick was going to be the Gators. And and so that was an interesting recruitment just because of two teams were so confident that they were going to get him. And Florida got him on campus once, and that was all they needed. You know, they got him on campus after Virginia Tech, and I I think probably Powell indicated to the Hokies that, that they were the choice when he visited them a couple weeks earlier before they visited Florida. You know, the, the lure of playing the SEC, playing in Todd Grantham's defense as that edge rusher that is so featured in that, that scheme of his and is able to put up big numbers, that was enough to, uh, you know, for the Gators to beat out the in-state Hokies for him. A few days later after that, Gators got some bad news when four-star athlete Jaheim Bell decommitted from the Gators. Jaheim had been committed to Florida since uh, the spring game back in April. and But le- kind of weeks leading up to this, kind of heard some rumblings that he could potentially be backing off of that commitment to the Gators. Uh, took that official visit to South Carolina. I know the Gamecocks were pretty confident about where they stood. And, and actually, a lot of predictions on the 24-7 sports crystal ball went in for South Carolina to land Jaheim Bell, even while he was committed to Florida. And so now Jaheim's finally backed off of that pledge and he's opened up his recruitment. Obviously, South Carolina is still in it. I think you got to look out for Auburn as well. They've been able to get him on campus a a few times. And 
you know, that that's a tough blow for Florida's recruiting class just because the Gators coaching staff was so high on him and his versatility and what he could bring to the offense. Uh, is he an H-back? Is he a tight end? Is he a wide receiver? Is he a little bit of all of it? You know, and, and I think the little bit of all of it is is kind of what he is, a six foot two, 215-pound prospect that you can move around the offense and, and use in various different ways, plus athlete, good pass catcher, and that's why Florida pushed for him so hard and were able to uh, get him committed. But it seems like he wants to take a step back and check out his options moving forward. Uh, he's there out of Valdosta, Georgia, there in South Georgia. So Florida could potentially still get him on campus and, and get back in the mix there and, and still be a factor. But as of right now, uh, you know, he's, he's opened up his recruitment. And then a day later, Morvin Joseph – an edge rusher from Lakeland, Florida, at Lake Lipson High School, decommitted from the Gators. And the writing was on the wall, I think, for this one. Morvin has, has visited several prospect, I'm sorry, several campuses throughout this offseason, uh, Georgia and Tennessee and Florida State. I think he made it down to Miami, made it over to Auburn. I think he may have also visited Alabama in there. But it just seemed like every weekend he was going somewhere new uh, despite his commitment to Florida. And and when prospects are just visiting so many schools like that, I think you just kind of have an idea that, yeah, he's probably not completely solid uh, on his commitment. The good news for Florida is the fact that they they signed so many edge rushers last class. They just got Antoine Powell, another edge rusher, a few days earlier. And the position isn't a huge one of need. If you look back at the 2019 recruiting class, you know, they were able to get – Chris Bogle uh, from Bama at the end of the cycle, who fits in that outside linebacker, edge rusher in, in Grantham's scheme. They also get Lloyd Summerall out of Lakeland, Florida. And Mohamed Diabate, an early enrollee, is also slotted to play in that position. All highly talented prospects. And, you know, it, it's just not a huge position of need for Florida. So while it's never good to have decommitments, if you're a Florida fan and you look at the, the roster and where you could suffer a decommitment and it not hurt that much, it is that outside linebacker, buck, edge rusher position that Florida has recruited so well uh, lately. Uh, moving forward, out at the opening finals in Texas last week, got a little bit of some interesting news as four-star cornerback Jahari Rogers appears to be higher on Florida than maybe – most thought at the time. It looks like it's a Florida-Texas battle. Both teams hosted him on official visits back in the spring. Uh, Texas was able to get him on campus after Florida. And he lives there in Arlington, Texas. So he's an in-state kid for the Longhorns. But he's not a traditional in-state Texas kid, I guess. He's got a lot of family in Georgia. He's originally from Louisiana. And so while it would look on the outside tough for the Gators to go to Texas and beat the Longhorns for a prospect that they want in their own state, he's not a traditional Texas kid and he doesn't have those ties, in-state ties, that most of those prospects do. And what Florida has done well in this recruitment and has got them very much in the thick of it and, and potentially could land his commitment is Torian Gray's development of cornerbacks and his track history there. Jahari is a high school quarterback, and he has to make that transition from a quarterback to cornerback in college. And so 
while he's an elite athlete, there is going to be a transition period. He's going to have to develop some and improve his game. And Coach Gray and his abilities and his track record with cornerbacks and putting them in the NFL is very uh, is something that Rodgers is high on and is attracted to. And this is another one where, depending on who you talk to, Texas is very confident that they can pull Rodgers. I know Florida is pretty confident that they can pull Rodgers as well. So it's kind of split down the middle as far as you know where this recruitment will end up. Uh, there's talk of maybe a secret visit. Uh, you know, Rogers wouldn't say when when talking with the media. He just kind of teased a secret visit. You know, Florida's obviously trying to get him on campus later this month for Friday Night Lights once the dead period ends. And Rogers admitted that's that's possibility, but he also teased this other secret com- uh, visit, whatever the secret visit may be. It could be Florida for all we know. Uh, but regardless, it, this looks like a Texas Florida battle. Depending on which side of the battle you ask, both teams feel confident, much like Antoine Powell uh, that we discussed earlier with Virginia Tech and Florida. So perhaps Florida could win another one of those tight battles. And, you know, if they do, I think it's going to go back to Torian Gray and what he's able to do with cornerbacks. This is the Swamp 24-7 podcast. We'll be right back after this break. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. All right, back to the Swamp 24-7 podcast. This is Luke Stampini talking Florida Gators football recruiting. And while Florida did suffer a couple decommitments, they weren't the only ones in the SEC to suffer a decommitment. It was four-star offensive tackle Isaiah Walker Jr. finally backed off his commitment to South Carolina. This is a recruitment we've discussed a lot on this podcast. And 
we, you know, to be frank, we've, we were a little bit surprised that he has been committed to South Carolina for so long, South Carolina for so long. Uh, back in February, I thought that commitment was on life support and we were going to see Walker decommit, potentially flip somewhere, uh, back in February. And it just kind of strung out and strung out. He kept taking visits to South Carolina and they were able to hold on, hold on and, until uh, the last week out there at the opening. Isaiah Walker decided, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to decommit and I'm going to open up my recruitment. And I think the teams to watch here are Miami, uh, the hometown school. He plays at Miami Norland High School. He, the Hurricanes were able to get him on campus a lot. I'm sure they'll be able to get on campus several times more moving forward. Florida Gators are very much in it. Back in February, I would say Florida was probably in the best position to flip Walker uh, back when it, I thought that commitment to South Carolina was on life support. Gators are still very much in it. Florida State's in it, but I do think Florida State is probably trailing Florida and Miami right now. Walker also mentions Auburn and I think LSU as well. I, I don't see him leaving the state, to be honest with you. He may take visits to those programs and, and give them a look. But ultimately, I think this boils down to a Miami-Florida recruiting battle. It has felt that way for weeks, months already. And I, I think at the end, that's what it'll still be. Right now, Florida, I'm sorry, Miami probably has the slight edge, but I don't see this recruitment ending anytime soon. I think Walker plans to stretch this out and kind of enjoy the process again and see where this takes. And so this kind of points to why that week one, week zero game, I guess now, versus Miami is so important for the Florida Gators is a, a strong showing by Florida that week and, and can kind of send a message to recruits out there as far as where those two programs sit and the direction that both of those programs are heading. And, you know, Isaiah Walker is a very important recruit. He's an elite athlete at offensive tackle. Florida has struggled landing true offensive tackles. They've done very well on interior offensive linemen, uh, but they need that elite offensive tackle, and, and Isaiah Walker is definitely one of those. Working in Florida's favor are two of their commits, linebacker Derek Wingo, who recently flipped from Penn State to Florida, and longtime commit Gervin Dexter, defense tackle out of Lake Wales. While they were out there at the opening in Texas, they were in Isaiah Walker's ear the, the entire time and, and talking up the Gators and, and trying to get Walker on board with the Gators. And I think that's why it's so important to have your commits at these premier events, uh, these premier recruiting events, is so they can get in the ear of other top prospects and kind of uh, you know, recruit and, and try to you know, build a bond with those guys that maybe the coaches just, you know, they just, they can't uh, for whatever reason, age difference, whatever it may be. But um, that was good to see that Derek Wingo and, and Gervin Dexter were definitely working on Isaiah Walker and trying to get him in the fold. Another offensive lineman that uh, Florida has a chance at, I think, is Marcus Dumerville out of St. Thomas Aquinas. Now, Dumerville has mentioned he's been trying to set up visits to Florida. For whatever reason, they've kind of fallen apart and weren't able to come through. But he still wants to come up and visit. And I think Florida can get him on the campus, uh, get him up on campus. They can definitely make a move. It's kind of murky as to where Doomerville may be leaning. LSU has already brought him up on an official visit. Uh, all Oklahoma has as well. He talks up USC, Ohio State. 
maybe LSU is probably the biggest threat. He has a teammate at St. Thomas Aquinas that's already committed to LSU. But in the end, I think this recruitment is rather wide open. And if Florida wants to make a push there, get him on campus, I think the Gators would be right in the thick of it. Uh, Dumerville had an uh, outstanding week at the opening finals, earned offensive line MVP, and more than held his own against some of the top uh, pass rushers in the country that week. And, and so, you know, Florida has done a good job, like I mentioned, on interior offensive linemen. When you look at Dumerville and you look at Walker, those are two offensive tackles, uh, you know, a position that Florida really needs to address. And even if you get one of them, you know, that's a, that's a good haul at offensive tackle for the Gators. And, and in the end, I think they do get one of them. I just don't know which one. I would probably lean towards Walker the most right now. Uh, with Dumerville, they got to get him on campus and, you know, start making that pro, uh, push. But ultimately, I think in the end, Florida probably at least lands one of those prospects at, at offensive tackle. Also moving towards the team. Diabe Hammond, a 2019 offensive line signee, announced that he's going to have to go junior college, wasn't able to clear admissions at UF. And that is the fourth 2019 signee for the Gators to leave uh, you know, the class already. If you remember, Dewan Black, a four-star linebacker, earlier announced that he would have to go to junior college and ultimately is going to head to Mississippi Coast uh, no, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. And then you had early enrollees, Chris Steele and Jalen Jones, who went through spring practices. And, and shortly after the spring game, uh, Steele, a cornerback out of California, announced that he was going to transfer and, and head back to USC. Jalen Jones, quarterback uh, of the class, had a little run in there uh, off the field issues at, at UF and, and was transferring and so ultimately, that's four signees uh, from the 2019 class. That's a little bit of a hit just because you're going to have n- natural attrition, you know, at those, at a part of that class just moving forward. Whether it's an injury once they're on campus or, you know, they end up transferring later on down the line. Getting four of those uh, prospects not to enroll right off the bat. It is a little troubling. They signed, I think, 25, and so now you're looking at a class of 21 uh, with three other prospects still kind of up in the air. Offensive lineman Wardrick Wilson still hasn't enrolled. Neither has four-star wide receiver R.J. Henderson and three-star wide receiver Deontay Marks, all trying to get in camp- uh, get on campus for the fall semester. They were unable to make it on campus for summer B for various different reasons. And so while they're not on campus for summer B, that's, you know, that's not the end all. There's uh, still can get in for fall camp. And if you go back and look, Florida's had several players uh, throughout the years that missed summer B when most of the freshmen enroll and, and had to wait until uh, fall, the fall semester started. Uh, Dante Fowler was probably the, the biggest name I'm sorry, not Dante Fowler. Jonathan Bullard was probably the biggest name. I think Fowler did ultimately make it into Summer B, just maybe a day or two late. Uh, but Jonathan Bullard had to wait until till fall. Uh, James Robinson, another wide receiver there out of Lakeland, uh, he had to wait until the fall. So, you know, there's some precedent there as far as kids not making Summer B but still being able to uh, enroll at UF. Also, recently, just today, before we recorded this podcast, cornerback Brian Edwards announced he's transferring from Florida. 
not a huge blow. Edwards didn't get a much much run last year at cornerback while it was paper thin. That was even with Marco Wilson out for the uh, for the year with an ACL. Uh, Marco's back this year. Obviously, you got C.J. Henderson on the other side uh, at corner. Now the position is still thin, uh, but you know I saw I saw Edwards getting jumped over by freshmen. To be honest with you, you know um, I think Kyrie Elam is going to be is going to have to play for the Gators this year. Uh, Florida, I know, moved Trey Dean from corner uh, to safety uh, or star. There's a potential they can move him back out to corner to help address those uh, needs at, at cornerback to help address that depth issue that they're they're facing. You know, also Jaden Hill, another freshman, and Chester Kimbrough, another freshman quarterback. Uh, cornerback. You know, one of those guys along with Elam, they're going to have to play, and they're going to have to play a lot for Florida just to be in their rotation. Obviously, you're going to lean on Henderson and Wilson the most at those outside corners, and you hope. Neither of them run into any injury issues because those guys are are as good as you'll find at the college level, uh, those two. It's just the the depth that that is an issue for Florida. It's a little bit of an unknown. I think there's talent there, but, you know, they're they're very green and and don't have a ton of experience. But especially, you know, the freshmen rolling in. And Trey Dean did a a serviceable job last year as a true freshman, so you could always move him back. But... Uh, That'll be all for the Swamp 24-7 podcast. Please subscribe, give us five stars, and we'll be back later this week.